0: Welcome to the Fearless Warrior Podcast. This is a place where warriors are shaped. I'm your host, Danny Timras, and it is my personal mission to help you awaken your warrior spirit. Fearless Warrior isn't the one who has no fear, it is a warrior who stays with the fight no matter the struggle, fear, or circumstances. The real warriors have the discipline, grit, and tenacity to chase their dreams and stay on their path. Are you one of them? tune in and learn from the warriors of today and start carving out the warrior within Welcome to the next Fearless Warrior Podcast. This is Danny, and I'm so excited to welcome you to the last episode of 2020. Can you believe it? Well, this is a very special episode for many reasons. First of all, I'm joined here by my very dear husband, Mohammed Temras, who has agreed to join me for this very special episode uh, themed around preparing for 2021. So New Year's themed episode. There's so much we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about how to prepare ourselves for the new year, set your mind straight and reclaim control and set yourself up for success in 2021. So if you're walking or just getting ready for a jog, get ready because this is going to be so much fun. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. And now, without further ado, please help me welcome Mo to the Feel Us Warrior podcast.
1: Thank you, Danny. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) It's exciting to be here.
0: Well, it's equally exciting to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. Well, actually, introductions are on the schedule or in order. Everybody, I want you to meet my amazing husband, who I dearly love, and a few things I want you to know about him. So Mo is a real estate investor, entrepreneur, entrepreneur consultant to many fortune 500 companies and he's been um, such an inspiration to me which is why i have wanted to bring him onto the podcast so mo with this brief introduction about you would you like to add anything else about yourself
1: thank you for you know the great introduction and it's very true i am all these things But also at the same time, I try to make sure that, you know, in my introductions, I try to make sure that I come across very relatable, too, because at the end of the day, these are just titles. But to me, it's really all about progress. And it's all about, as you know, personal freedom. So a lot of the things that I do, whether it's real estate investing, entrepreneurship, coaching, working on my businesses, it's all about achieving absolute Personal freedom. And because when you're free, you really can shine, but you also have absolute control on what to do and what not to do. And when you're free, you also let your power come through a lot more. You let your passion come through and you focus on the right thing. So it's it's really all about freedom for me, as you know. <laughs> sometimes that works, sometimes probably not, because I tend to be rebellious as well. But this is really it. This is my mission. I help people also achieve freedom in their lives. And right now I'm coaching people. On how to achieve financial freedom, but I also coach them on how to achieve that in all other areas of life because it really starts with your mindset and then with the skill set.
0: Absolutely. Yes. I should have included in the introduction freedom is your second middle name. So
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: So right now we're recording this just a few days before the new year and I'd like us to share a little bit about how we are preparing for the new year. So what is it specifically for you that you're thinking of when it comes to 2021?
1: That's a great question. I think 2020 has been probably very unique in a lot of ways to a lot of people. So 2021 comes with a lot of hopes, a lot of anticipation, a lot of dreams even, but mostly hope for change for a lot of people. So for me, I think, you know, when I'm thinking 2021, it's all about how do you continue to be strong, to stay mentally resilient, to make sure that you're doing and focusing on the right things. It's not just about goals and checking the boxes. And in just trying to, you know, go through your new year resolutions, because it's just a new year. And, you know, most people, you know, statistics show 95 to 98% of people don't follow through on new year's resolution and usually fall out of it by 28th of January. So it literally takes like four weeks. So it's really more than that. To me, it's all about how do you continue and to ensure that you're going to be strong, mentally fit, mentally resilient but also working on your goals and dreams and becoming better and better in 2021, no matter what happens. If it's another 2020, that's okay, because we're not going to count on things getting better. We're going to plan no matter what. And I know it will be better for a lot of people, but we're going to plan no matter what, that you do achieve your goals. You do become a better person. You help more people and you continue to make progress. What is it for you? (laughs)
0: yeah i also look forward to 2021 with a lot of hopes and dreams and definitely many goals for my business my uh, personal growth and health and i know you're very familiar with many of them they are on my board and the living room (laughs) so i look at them every day but for me is that I want to be the best version of myself every day or better than I was yesterday and and pushing myself to do the things that are hard for me. You know that I'm working on strengthening my morning routine and just not negotiating with my mind about the things that are so important, like the daily workouts and uh, reading and education, not being so much in the weeds of things which as you know, as an entrepreneur, can easily happen, especially if you're juggling many balls or working full-time and then running a side business next to it. So I want to gain more perspective so that I can decide when to pivot or when to stay zoned in and march forward towards towards my goals. So that is important. But also what I want to do is to continuously surround myself with the people I look up to and who can help me become a better version of myself. So I'll be joining the Tim Grover Down and Dirty coaching group uh, starting mid-January, which is actually focused on freedom. Uh, So uh, a dear topic to you. And I know that that is one of the ways how I can continue to better myself and become more mentally resilient, because I know it's a daily effort and daily exercise as well as struggle. And you got to surround yourself with the right people who will help you.
1: Yes, you're definitely a walking testimony for self-development and working on yourself and pushing your limits. And I, I see that every day. And I'm not just saying that because we're married. I see that because you really do it. And the best part about you, I think, is that you are doing it with great sense of enthusiasm. You know, I think if there was a Guinness record for enthusiasm, you would win that by miles and miles. You know, you'll take the most mundane, boring thing, and you'll make it the most exciting, wonderful thing. And I love that about you. I think that's an amazing, unique ability that you have.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. I I do appreciate it. I mean, I, I do think that beauty is found in some of the simplest things in life and, um, and you can appreciate that and it really enriches your life and, and then you can enrich the life of others. So, And we, we are blessed to live in Alameda, which is a such a beautiful town with a lot of sunshine. So God bless for California and the weather here. <laughs> so now as we, as we think of 2021 and the mindset that we should employ, what do you think this should be?
1: That's a good question. And I think 2020... Uh, was an interesting year in the sense that it gives people a lot of perspectives. You know, a lot of people were complaining about having to go to work, having to commute, and suddenly they had to stay indoors and they can't go to work anymore and they have to stay with the kids and they have to log in 24-7 um, if they're lucky enough to have a job. Some people are still suffering, unfortunately, and they're you know, they still out of work and they're starting to get back to the workforce. And it gives people perspective. You know, We lose perspective so many times. We take the things that... Are available to us for granted. And we think that it should be better. Because, you know, we were so used to it, we're so familiar with it. So we stop appreciating it. So I think if you take one thing from 2020, I think it's perspective and gratitude. If you don't take those things, you know, probably won't take anything out of any other thing in life, right? If you don't learn perspective and gratitude from 2020, I think you'll be missing the boat. And unfortunately, a lot of people are still focusing on the negatives. But if you really learn to become grateful for what happened in 2020 and how you surviving the wave, if you already survived and on the other side, amazing, congratulations. If you're still struggling through that, you got to be grateful for how you're going to become stronger and better and grateful for the fact that 2021 is going to be better. And for me, 2021, I want to take the gratitude and I want to take the perspective And then I want to put that into place because to me, 2021 has to be better than all of the other years before, regardless of what is happening. And I think a lot of people take this opportunity and start working on goals, right? You want to just lose a lot of weight. You want to stop drinking. You want to make more money. You want to spend more time with the family. And then they go and I think they fall into the ultimate trap. And the ultimate trap to me is that you want to achieve balance, And ever since I was a kid, balance to me was actually a negative word, because when you're saying balance, it kind of implies that you have to make compromises. Your health has to be okay, but at the same time, your family has to be okay. At the same time, your work has to be okay. And then all of the other areas. But to me, that's like doing an average job at everything. You know, I, I really invite people to replace the word balance with being effective in all of those areas with making progress, with being intense and passionate in all of these areas. Because at the end of the day, things are going to happen. You're going to make progress on your body, but then you know you won't be able to spend that much time with your family and you have to shift focus. Or you know something happens with your career, you have to change jobs, and you have to go and focus on that too. But the key word to me is that you have to be intense, you have to be effective, and you have to make progress in all of these areas. Balance is something that you'll never achieve. It's virtually impossible to balance everything so that they're going at the same pace, the same rates, the same results. Because if you really want to do that, you're becoming the jack of all trades, but the master of none. You're really not maximizing um, opportunities and you're not making a lot of progress in any one of these areas. You're just making an average mediocre progress, if at all, in all of these areas. And who wants that? That's kind of boring life, right? I mean, you want to feel passion in your relationship, you want to make amazing progress with your body so that you're intense in your workouts, you lose all that weight, you're, you're lifting more weights, you want to make a lot of progress in your career, you want to make more money, you want to start your businesses, you want to go and help a lot of people. And to me, that's, that's the name of the game, you want to be intense and passionate in all of these areas. And that comes with progress. So to me, when you know, I invite people when they're thinking about this, take the attitude that from 2020, that is hopefully perspective, and gratitude put it into action by starting to look at how do I become effective in all of these areas that I want to make better in 2021.
0: I love that. That's definitely about perspective. You said so many great things. And I definitely felt the intensity and passion you were sharing this with. 100%, 100% agree with that. And I like how you reframed the look or the view of balance to saying, hey, Let's focus on being effective. Are you actually making progress? Because yes, if you want to have balance among so many areas in your life, then you might be probably doing a very poor job in managing all of them. Or, you know, then sooner or later, one of them will just start, you know, nagging behind or one of the areas may be just suffering. So that's a really good point.
1: And then the other thing, you know, if you, if you want to really do balance, a lot of people forget that if you go to the circus and look at the clown juggling a lot of balls, right, or maybe standing on a board and trying to balance it. The thing is, no matter how great they are on, on standing on that board, they're going to fall off at a certain point, right? You're going to have to step down because your body can, can maintain that balance only for so long. So balance is not sustainable either. It's actually a very very bad game it's the same you know the opposite of balance would be perfection you know you just want to have yourself work out six or seven days a week every single week and if that's your expectation that rigid and you have that rigid mindset about you know your goals or about what you expect out of your new year resolutions, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. If you want to maintain balance forever it's not going to happen but you also if you want to maintain perfect, rhythm and perfect results every single week, it's not going to happen that, you know, the game of life is knowing how to navigate challenges and making sure that you're making one or two inches more every single day in the right direction. And when you do fall back, when you fall back one or two inches, you know how to regain them.
0: Totally, yes, Tony Robbins talks about a two millimeter shifts, so that's probably exactly what you're what you're referring to with the two two inches uh, or a similar metaphor there. I can definitely relate to the perfectionism trap what you're talking about as a recovering perfectionist myself. so if you're working out right now three times a week and you really want to do it six times a week and don't expect yourself to struggle the first month or so, you might want to reset your expectations because the worst thing would be to stop working out if on week two or three, suddenly you're not hitting the gym or your living room five times or six times a week uh, and uh, doing, you know, uh, less than um, that many workouts and then just stopping with that altogether. So that's a good point. Absolutely. You mentioned something interesting in the beginning of the call, which is that, hey, 2021 may be in many ways similar to 2020, right? We have no idea how long these shutdowns will continue. And if they do, we've got to be okay with that and find a way to remain in control. So what if right, the shutdown continues for another year, God forbid? How do you think we should deal with it or, or think about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's an interesting question to ask because a lot of people now expecting that things will get immediately better uh, overnight. But the truth of the matter is life happens in a very gradual way. Progress happens and gradually. It never happens immediately. Rome was not built in a day. So you might continue to experience shutdowns or or some other unexpected surprises as you go through for a few months before we expect to go back to normal. And the question now becomes how do you make sure that you are making progress, regardless of what happens in my external environment? Spending time in Europe, I, I used to have so many things out of my control. Uh, you know, my career was uncertain. My um, it, actually, my future if I'm going to stay in the country was uncertain with all the visa limitations. Um, I didn't know what I'm going go to do next, and I was working on so many different things, struggling, trying to make things happen. And I realized at the time that. If I keep focusing on what's happening in the external world, I am definitely going to get, you know, chronically depressed, (laughs) probably. And at the same time, I'm only going to do so much every single day, none of which is going to change those external environments. So if you're now in shutdown and you know that you can't control what's going to happen with the government, you can't control what's going to happen with the shutdowns, what can you control? And it really hit me. I can control what I do with my body. I can control what I do with my mind. I can control what I do with my time. So to me, it's all about making sure that you go back to the fundamentals. Sometimes I steer away from those fundamentals. I get sucked into the whirlwind of information. And most of it is negative, of course, in the news cycle and everything that get hit, we get hit by every single day. And I know that the way forward has to start with the fundamentals. You got to go back to the fundamentals, right? Fundamentals mean making sure that your body's strong, making sure that your mind is strong, and not necessarily in that order. It really depends, but it tends to be easier if you work out first because your mind gets centered with all the endorphins flowing in, and making sure that you're spiritually strong connecting with you know the higher power with god whatever it is for you you know that there's something else out there that is looking out for you and something else out there that is going to help you make all your plans come true but also feeling the right feelings and this is where the conversations go back to the pers- keeping perspective gratitude being graceful going out there and and doing the things that really nurture your your spirit you know helping people volunteering and that's one of the things that you have been focusing on more uh, more and more lately, isn't it? You really focus on volunteering now and you want to do that, don't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, well, especially in the church. So <laughs> I'm involved in our parish here in Alameda. And one of my early gifts is to, Thing so I've been trying to get more engaged with the choir and be able to share some of my gifts with the with the community. So that's that's one of them. Plus, we know of uh, another organization we'd like to support, which is St. Vincent de Paul, that serves the homeless and the in our local community. And uh, that's just you know one of the ways. But if you think about it, even this podcast, right, is uh, in a certain way contribution and service to others. So yeah.
1: Absolutely. And and so this is, you know, if, if I were to ask you, what are the things that really fill your mind and your body and your spirit? I think those are the three fundamentals. How do those come into the picture for you?
0: Oh, they're extremely important. Very spiritual and religious. So relationship with God is extremely important to me. So I actually start every day with a prayer and uh, most of the days, I also read a, a chapter or a page from the Bible, so that's that's how I start my day. And more recently, right, I've been really working on strengthening my morning routine, which then continues with a workout. So and there are a few workout programs that I follow, from Les Mills to Body uh, Beach Body. <laughs> that really gets me going. When I do a challenging workout with some great music, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. And the one thing that I have been always fascinated with is the mind-body connection, and it's just unbelievable how how strong it is. And when you get your mind right, your body right, and it just flows all together. So right now I'm actually reading a book by American psychiatrist, Dr. Daniel Amen, and he's written a book, it's called The End of Mental Illness. And one of the reasons why I'm reading is, A, how can I better take care of my brain so that I can better take care of myself, my health, but also so that I can help others, right? to spread the knowledge to help others who might be maybe struggling with a different Conditions And to me, like studying the human body, learning about how we actually function and how we can support health, that is just incredible. It's, it is so exciting to me and, and learning about how genius our human body is. It, it, it's definitely one of the topics I'm always interested in learning about, reading about, talking about and diving deeper.
1: That's fascinating. And, and absolutely, you're absolutely correct. And I think you've been doing an amazing job at it because you're nurturing your mind and your spirit and also your body with the right information. And I think if we put this in simple terms, really the quality of life comes down to two things. How do you feel day to day? And what kind of external surroundings, external achievements, if you will, external, you know, I hate the word possessions, but let's just say external environment that you live in. If you really boil it down to these two, because if you feel amazing and blissful, but your house is on fire and you don't do anything about it, you're going to end up getting burned, right? And at the same time, if you live in the most amazing environment in the world, if you live on an island, you live a luxurious life, but you feel crappy every single day, that's not really a a rich life, is it? You know, The quality of life is also suffering. So at the end of the day, it's those two. And sometimes you're going to be able to do amazing when it comes to how you feel. And this is why it's very important, like you're saying, to, to, to learn how your body functions and how that functions in conjunction with your mind and your feelings and your emotions. Sometimes you'll do amazing in that area, but your environment is not ideal because like we are now, we're are you know we're, we're restricted in some way, right? We can go out for a walk, but we can go to the gym or we can go have dinner here and there. But is it really necessary? I mean, that's the thing. Is, is these environments or these things that we used to take for granted, is it going to stop you? That's really the real question now. Are you going to let these things dictate how you feel? And at the same time, sometimes the opposite happens sometimes you have everything going your way, but you don't get the perspective you lose perspective you lose gratitude you're feeling crappy every single day you're feeling that you're not privileged enough or you don't have enough or you know life is not enough, even though you could be making you know millions of dollars you could have the amazing relationship your life you have wonderful kids you have amazing network and there are people out there it's unfortunate you know when you hear stories like robin williams robin williams was one of the most successful people in his industry and he's had a lot of things to be grateful for but unfortunately he ended up taking his own life so this is to me, this is the puzzle. This is the equation that we have to continue work on every single day. And a lot of people just focus on externalities too much, focus on environment, possessions, achievements, and they completely neglect how they feel. And that's to me that the three key pillars, right? The mind, the body, and the spirit.
0: I really like what you said. Are you going to let the external circumstances dictate how you live today, right? Or all the luxuries, right? Like going out to restaurants, is this really the thing that will keep you happy? Is this really the necessary thing? Or can you find pleasure and joy in different activities? So I like it that you basically drive this conversation towards us being connected to our own emotions. So I think this is extremely important. And many of us, we don't get taught how to interpret our emotions or how to deal with them, especially the more difficult ones, like disappointment or anger and sadness and how to really understand what's going on within us. And I think that is really essential for our own growth, but then also like to continue in our own self-awareness kind of study. Year by year, we probably learn more about ourselves. And then because of that, I think we can also become better human beings when we know what triggers us and we can prevent these triggers potentially from happening in the first place, or we become more attuned with other person's needs and desires. So that's a really good kind of connection.
1: Let me ask you you know you you've done an amazing job at this you know when you you went through tough times before And there were areas in your life where you thought, hey, I don't have control anymore. And you felt that everything is out of control. And a lot of people probably thinking the same way right now, as there are things that are outside of their their control happening in the world. And can you talk to the audience here and, and share again your story about how did you get back into control? How did you surmount that seemingly unsurmountable mountain when you feel like it's so far away or there's so many things that you have to do before you feel strong and certain and poised again?
0: Yeah, thank you. So um, I know you're referring to the time when I was going through a a deep depression and just, it's true, it really felt like I kind of ruined my life in many different ways or so many things were upside down. And well, how I kind of got out of it was that I decided I was not going to tolerate it anymore. And I've lived in this depressive state for almost a year or so, and it has taken a toll on so many things in my life, including our marriage and I hit the point when I, I said to myself, no more, like I have to change this, right? And was a point when I then hired Ton Robbins' coach. I actually joined Tim Grover's coaching group and surrounded myself with some of the amazing people. But more than that, I was willing to do the work and I stopped obsessing about the things I was not or my weaknesses and my weight, which was always kind of my Achilles here or the pain in your eye when you look at yourself in the mirror. And I started for the first time appreciating the small progress I was making on a daily basis, which could be, you know, like doing the workout or pushing myself, even just like not to watch TV. Like that would be a progress. Right. Because back then I would be watching TV for hours and hours without end. So at the beginning that that was hard. But then finishing every day stronger than the day before, that kind of gave me a, a good feeling of job well done and knowing that I am getting stronger and that I can get out of it and, you know, starting a new job. And um, that that definitely was a, a great stepping stone into making this change even more prominent. And also, again, like it was my decision of knowing, hey, this is my opportunity. I'm not going to waste it. That was very clear to me because even before in the past, I also struggled with in my career with uh, not necessarily job hunting, even though that happened, uh, not for the reasons that I wouldn't enjoy working for specific companies, but the situations happened. And then a few years later, you end up in a situation where it looks like, hey, you're changing jobs almost every year. How come? Why is that? Right. And then that is not a very good legacy to come with into interviews. Right. So I had a very strong interest in becoming more successful in different areas of my life. So be it health, our relationship, my career, finances, right? A lot of things were so messed up that I knew that like things just needed to get better. I didn't want to see things spiral because it was already bad as it was. So that's the honest answer.
1: And it all started with you, right? I mean, it started with you making a decision. If if corona was going on at the time and you wouldn't just wait and say, okay, I'll wait for a vaccine or I'll wait till we get back to work or I'll wait for this and that. You took control. You grabbed life by the horns and said, I'm going to take control of my own destiny and I'm going to make those changes because enough is enough, right? You made those decisions. And it's unfortunate that a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people think that uh, we are a product of nature. Or nurture. And I feel that nature and nurture have their place, but they will never be as strong as a human spirit. And a human spirit is when you make that decision and say that I will put this stake in the ground, like you said, like you said to yourself back then, and I will make things better. It will not be perfect, it will not be immediate. But it will get better. And I it starts with me. It starts with me taking action, working on my habits, working on my goals, and saying no. And you know, right now there's a lot of people that are watching a ton of TV. Sometimes I fall into that trap too. I watch a lot of TV. For me, it's you know, YouTube or, or you know, looking at the computer screen and getting sucked into the news. And it's very depressive. It's one of the things that you may say, okay, in 2021. Maybe I should not be feel that the the urge that I have to be informed so much. You know, maybe being informed with things that don't impact me personally or don't impact me directly, or even if they impact you indirectly, does not really empower you. It's gonna leave you with negative mindset because you're gonna be focused on things that you can't control. Maybe I will limit the time that I will have to watch TV, even if I'm locked down, even if I'm spending a lot of time indoors, and I will spend that time reading or connecting with my family members or starting a new hobby or putting a lot of these hours into something more productive because a lot of people have too much time on their hands now. And if you leave it, if you just assume that it's going to manifest into something productive, it never does, right? It will only end up being a bad habit, unfortunately, that if you leave uncontrolled, it can wreak havoc in your life.
0: Totally. Yeah. And I guess the important thing to add when I was going through the depression was that I needed to start enjoying life or just doing things that bring me joy, right? Like when I kind of got into depression, basically I stopped doing anything that I would normally enjoy. And and then I would just be sitting with my emotions or then numbing myself, right? Like to complete like oblivion. So I would say if you do find yourself with extra time, Remember of those days? What are some of the things that you really enjoy doing that don't require you to have a a gym membership, but that you can do on your own, right? That maybe even you can invite your friend or a family member to be part of, and you can do it together. Well, I do remember just uh, it was a few months ago now when I reminded myself of how I used to do beeswax ornaments as a kid. Like I was in the third or fourth grade, and maybe it started as a class project, but then it was something I did for a few seasons that I would create these homemade ornaments out of beeswax. And you know that because of that memory, I actually bought sheets of beeswax and we did some over the holidays, right? It was a nice activity. Yes, Uh, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, you know, there's many things that you can do, but if you just let your memory you kind of wonder and you remind yourself of the things that you love doing you can still have a nice dance party in your living room even though it's not the fanciest ballroom place or a nightclub still you can have fun right and do it anyway so it is important to feel the joy and to feed yourself with the things that feed your soul that's really key because at the end if we're just working and we're just overly responsible and doing the things that are expected of us then we'll just become dull, you know, then we'll be just overwhelmed with all the worries and not the worries, maybe responsibilities. And then at some point, one day we'll wake up and say, okay, where did my life go? You know, I I don't feel connected to my life and to why I'm here. And that's why I say it's so important to enjoy what you're doing or find some pleasure in, in simple activities.
1: Absolutely. Who would enjoy life that is just full of obligations, especially when these obligations don't have strong purpose or reason behind it? And I I think that the formula here is also very, very simple, although it's very, very hard to do. A lot of times we feel that, okay, if I have life that is free of all obligations, I will have the ultimate freedom or ultimate happiness because I can just lie on the beach and enjoy the sun and do nothing. And as a matter of fact, you know, studies show that people that retire... Because they have nothing to do, which is a lot of t- a lot of people unfortunately find themselves in this situation now. With a lot of time to do, people that retire early or end up, end up retiring in their sixties, whatnot, they have a lot of things to do, but they don't have enough activities, productive activities in their lives. They end up dying earlier than people that keep themselves busy or retire later in life. So that's one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is like you were saying, and you nailed the head, the, you, you had the nail on its head there when you said. I don't want just to be you know, mindlessly working from one obligation to another obligation, one responsibility to another responsibility, and then I don't enjoy anything. So what's the point? What's the point of life if I'm going to have to slave in obligations? And some of these obligations are great. Some of them are just chores. But at the end of the day, if I don't draw any any happiness, any satisfaction, any kind of joy, then what's the point? And the formula here is you need to make sure that you add structure in your life that is not stifling, but it's sufficient enough to keep you busy and productive and going toward your goals during this time. If you're shut down, you you know, it doesn't mean that you go to your desk in your underwear (laughs) and go to work that way. You know, it's it's really, really uh, terrible mindset because suddenly you're making your standards lower and lower. You still want to get up, put on a suit or put on your work attire and go to work. You still want to separate your play environment from your work environment as much as you can. You want to make sure that you don't take your laptop to bed or work from the bedroom because now you're teaching your mind that the place that I go to rest and relax is actually a place of stress because I need to also be focused and work on on things. You don't want to take your phone and and look and, and scroll through things endlessly at night and then you expect to get good sleep. Those things don't work together. So really the puzzle here is is very, very simple to solve, which is how do I add enough structure so that I make my home my work, but also my play, also my gym, also my social life with my wife and my, my kids, and also connect with people over the internet if you can. If you're lucky enough to connect with people you know, living close to you, you can do that. And that's challenging. I'm not saying that's simple, that it's easy to do. It's challenging, right? It's, some of the most simple things in life can be challenging. But if you really stick to that formula and focus on it in 2021, you will literally cruise toward making goals a reality because you're, you're putting the right systems and the right structure in place.
0: Totally. And this kind of brings me to the thought of discipline, right? And that discipline equals freedom. So if you know that for you to get up in the morning and do your workout, you actually need to plan your evening better, right? And let's say, stop eating at a certain time so you don't feel heavy in the morning because of all the food you eat you know, end up eating late at night or you don't watch movies till late, you know, till like 11, midnight or so, so that you can get up at 5, 6, 7 a.m. and do your workout, right? Like it requires discipline on both ends of the spectrum, day and night and of course throughout the day. And, you know, it's, it's definitely easier said than done, but that's why it's a daily effort, right? It's a daily exercise and not all days are going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes, but it's so important just to, brush off any setbacks that happen and then just continue. I think this is really what distinguishes a lot of successful individuals from others is that they stay with the fight. They get up when they fall down and they don't give up.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's interesting because now for a lot of people, I think, you know, the metaphor that to use here is that your environment got smaller your house became, you know, the center for everything you do in life, but your life doesn't have to get smaller with it just because your environment got smaller. I mean, if you think about astronauts in spaceships, what do you do? It's the same situation, right? You, you are in a vehicle where you have to also exercise. You have to read and and fill your mind with important and nurturing thoughts. You have to keep going and growing. You have to keep learning, but you also have to sustain yourself. You have to go to the bathroom. And unfortunately, if you're an astronaut and doing it solo, there is no social connection. Maybe you get it with a radio and connect with somebody from Earth if you have that option. But it's literally, if you're an astronaut, it's a similar scenario, except that it's a little bit more extreme up there. And if the astronaut does nothing but wake up late right i mean they don't even have the sun to guide their circadian rhythm they have to actually wake up at artificial times sometimes the you know it's always dark so you ha- you know if you let yourself slip and you wake up late you overeat you don't focus on being grateful you don't connect with yourself connect with your maker engage in uh, virtuous activities it's literally the optimum environment for depression and if you let that happen they're not going to be successful in their mission so the mission now is even if you're in shutdown, even if things continue to be a little bit restricted, how do you make sure that you are making progress toward what you want, what you desire in life and what kind of systems and habits you can put in place? And just because your, your environment got smaller doesn't mean that your life has to get worse with it or has to get smaller with it.
0: I love that astronaut metaphor that you just shared. It's true. Yeah, our environment got smaller. However, we're more connected than ever, right? We have access to so many opportunities online, right? Probably we're spending more time on our screens. However, if we do divide our time wisely, right? We can continue to learn and connect with people online as well as in person with with our families or maybe with some of your friends in your bubbles that you are meeting. So in one way, our environment doesn't have to become that, that much smaller and we're still in charge. That is really an important message is that no matter what is happening around you, you are still in charge. You're the person who's calling the shots for your life, And you're also the one who's responsible for many of the good and bad things that are happening. So take the responsibility, take the ownership and then do what is necessary to help you live a better life, to help you accomplish the goals and dreams that you have, because you're the one who can make them happen. Not anybody around you, but you.
1: Absolutely. That's really where the rub is.
0: (laughs) Totally. Well, so I know we touched on so many different things and we are just kind of starting to talk about control and being in control. And you did touch on that to some extent, but what does being in control mean to you?
1: I think that's a great question. So I think what most people, including myself, sometimes tend to forget that control is an illusion. It's very, very hard to control anything in life as a human being, because there is a lot of different environments, a lot of different mechanisms, a lot of different universes even happening around us when we can't control anything. I mean, if you blow this out of proportion and say, can you control the weather? Can you control whether it's going to be sunny or rainy? Can you control what countries are going to rise and fall next year? You can't. You can't control a lot of things. Being in control, however, is a different mindset because to me, being in control means that I am in touch with the reality of what's happening within me. And that is very, very hard to do on a consistent basis because being in control literally in my book means being conscious, conscious of me as a human being, but also conscious of my reality within and without. So if I am in control, in other words, to put this in simple terms, it doesn't mean that I am doing um, everything right or perfect, but it, it means that I am doing things purposefully. I'm doing my best to get in my best shape of my life to, vert, you know, further my business, to further my career, to make my relationships better, to do good in life. And those are, you know, might be nebulous in, in in generic terms, but you have to take those themes and you translate them into goals. And then really being in control at the end of the day is about getting yourself to do what you need to do in order to achieve the goals that you want. It's really getting yourself to go and work out so that you can lose the body fat. So if you look at being in control as in um, getting yourself to take an action, that's the very simple term for being in control. But that requires a massive amount of consciousness and massive amount of being in touch with yourself as as a human being, as a spirit, as a mind, as a body. And at the end of the day, I'm not in control if my focus is going into different directions. You know, if I'm being just moving from one direction to another, like a ping pong ball, that to me means that I'm out of control. I am in control if I'm following my inner compass and I'm focusing on my the actions that I need to do. It doesn't mean that I'm doing it every time. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect at it. it. doesn't mean that I'm even following through on my actions or words every single time, but it really means that I am spending my focus in the right area so that I'm in control of my own thoughts, my own emotions, and ultimately my own destiny.
0: Totally. Totally. I love the concept of distraction that you brought into the conversation because it's true, if you're chasing many balls, then there's a likelihood you're not gonna chase any of them or that there's gonna be none in your in your hand. So the concept between distraction versus focus, right? And that if you're focused then that definitely allows you to achieve your goals faster and become even better in your craft.
1: Absolutely. And I think that is also a very important distinction to make between control and discipline. Now, for someone like me, as you know, discipline doesn't come as easy. I tend to be a little bit rebellious in certain things, and sometimes that backfires even against my own benefit or my, my own best interest. Um, and like you said, freedom starts with discipline. Freedom equals discipline. It starts with discipline because what happens is if you're disciplined enough, that means you're going to follow through on the actions. That will ensure your freedom. You're really free to work out. You're free to start your own business. You're free to do the things you want in life if you are disciplined enough to do those things. If you don't have discipline to actually do them, then you don't have any kind of freedom. But at the same time, control doesn't mean discipline. Control means, at least in my book, that I am directing where I spend my time, my energy, my focus so that I achieve the discipline. Now, discipline is an amazing thing because. If you take discipline to the extreme, that means you have to follow something every single day and that doesn't happen. But discipline means that you are working toward that end goal every single day and you're doing your best. I think you gotta maintain that mindset. If you're trying to look at discipline as following something or doing something every single day without fail, you're not disciplined enough in my book, because you're now you're moving toward perfection. Discipline to me means that you're using your control, the gift of control, the gift of focus to focus on making progress, discipline enough to make progress every single day if you can. And if you can't, that's okay. You fell off the wagon, get back on it. But that's really the idea of discipline. And, And along with control, if you use your control, use your focus, use your willpower to build more discipline, that's really, again, the formula, the simple formula. Use one to build more of the other. And that's also how you achieve freedom. Since I'm big on it, that's really how you achieve freedom at the end of the day.
0: I love it, yes, the freedom fighters <laughs>
1: <laughs> you still need to tell me what is being in control mean to you?
0: Well, to me, it's more about the mindset and knowing that I am the master of my life, right, so that I am no victim of other circumstances of um yeah, of anything, like I get to define how my life evolves. It is very much dependent on my actions and what I do with my life. So that can encompass many, many different things, like what you do on a daily basis, who you surround yourself with, what you choose to believe and not to believe, how you deal with your inner thoughts and which thoughts you follow and which which ones you don't. And uh, that you walk the talk, you do what you say. Some of these are very simple things, but when you actually implement them, they can really help you craft your character become a better person and then really make a real impact right like when you then use your skills and then use it for something good you can truly empower others you can help other people and this way i would say that you are fulfilling your role that you are given in this world so that's really what that means to me knowing that, hey, like I'm no victim of anybody, right? I am in charge of my life and I will make it whatever I want it to be.
1: It's an emotion, isn't it? It's an emotion and a state of mind.
0: Yeah, I think it's a state of mind. It's a belief even to me.
1: Yeah, you can even say that it's belief. And sometimes you can even say it becomes part of your identity to know that you're in control and you're choosing how to react every single time. Uh, and I truly believe that we're all schizophrenic, by the way. It's it's funny, but I feel it's true. And there is actually a scientific basis behind it that there is always you, that the person that you think is in control. And there is your shadow, which is the other person that, you know, the other part of you that usually tries to take control from you. And then there is the third, the third eye, if you will, which is the person that can be conscious. Of what's happening around you. So if you think about, you know, I like to think of myself as the trifecta, right? Every person is a trifecta. There is the one person that is actually taking actions that are doing the things, you know, going through the motion, walking through, driving the car, going to work. You're going through the motion, right? And then what you hope is that that person is going to take commands from, you know, the right part of you that actually will do the right the right things that you want them to do, so that they achieve. The goals that you want them to achieve, but then there is also the shadow. You know, if you want to go into good and evil, or or want to go into uh, those areas, you can you can use that metaphor too. But the shadow is that other part of you where you know that person doesn't want to go to work right now. Wants to go and play, or wants to go and waste time, or wants to go and watch TV and, and eat food, eat junk food. There is always that part of all of us too, right? We, we we're always in conflict between. Uh, being the best for ourselves and, and being the worst, if you will. And sometimes we end up, or most of the time we end up in between. And then the third person is the person that is watching it all happen. And we humans were given this amazing ability that animals don't, which is being um, conscious of who we are, it happens when you look in the mirror and say, "Oh my God, that's me. That's the being. That's the body that I'm that I'm walking into." And the more you connect with that third person, with that third eye, if you will, you can actually get perspective. But you can start saying, "Okay, I'm gonna make sure that you and your shadows work together, so we actually achieve the things that we want." And to me, that is the best way of being in control because it's always messy process. it's always imperfect and we're always going to do things that conflict with each other and and things that are irrational all the time but if you get those trifecta right most of the time you start going into the right direction start saying yes i am in control i'm in line with my mission and life i am in line my my goals are in line my life is in line most of the time i got it covered i got a mission i got a purpose i'm moving in the right direction and i got my shadow working with my light so that we achieve the common goal, if you will. Sometimes the shadow will take the rain, sometimes the light will take the rain, but I know that I can control both of them because I'm the conscious part of me and I can get them to work together.
0: I love that you brought this to the context, like the the shadow that you're referring to, this is what Tim Grover refers to as the dark side. So all of us have a dark side, which is something within us that can actually spark kind of the, the darkest parts of us so i know in my case it's actually kind of that obsession with self appearance or the perfectionism that i have struggled with over the many years however dark side can also be used in our favor if we know how to how to leverage it how to work with it right so I can, let's say, use my attention to detail to actually uh, achieve better results, right? Because I pay attention or I focus on the small things that matter. However, when I take it to the next level, right, it can become counterproductive. So he writes a lot about it in his book, Relentless, uh, which I uh, recommend to everybody to, to read. But also, I do agree that each of us can... Be connected to our inner wisdom or that kind of the wiser part of ourselves that maybe we're not always living uh, every day of our lives however we ultimately know what is right or, or wrong right a many of us were, were taught what what is good and what is bad yet then at some point we need to make our own choices or decisions about these different things but we have this inner conscious right and, and, and a wisdom that guides us. And I think this is very much connected to the self-awareness piece that we talked about early in the beginning is that you need to start paying attention to your intuition because you know so much more than you would ever think. And so many times we're just seeking external validation because we just don't trust ourselves enough. Like we have the answers within us only if we had the confidence in ourselves that we know the answers. And oftentimes the answers are within us. We don't need other people's permission or confirmation. Like, okay, yes, that makes sense. Go forward. So that is an important piece to mention. Absolutely. This has been amazing. I've been having such a blast. Well, let's, let's probably wrap this up with the last question. What does being a warrior mean to you?
1: Wow. Being a warrior, I think that's more your department, isn't it? (laughs) Well,
0: but everybody has a warrior within. So what does it mean for you?
1: It's interesting because, you know, you probably know this about me. I think being a warrior, I try to stay away from the idea of nailing and getting everything right in life because that's never going to happen. And I think being a warrior really embodies that for me. It's almost like, you know, you know how much of a fan I am of of the Rocky series. And, you know, Rocky used to say to himself, I love taking a hit. I love being hit and just waking up again or getting up again and showing the other guy that you cannot dominate me. Right. I love being knocked down. I love taking a hit and then getting up and moving forward because, you know, that's how winning is done. That's, you know, for Meraki six. But, you know, even as a character, I think, you know, Sly Stallone is one of my definitely role models. And he embodies that he embodies that mindset. And I think it imprinted that that mindset on me that I, if I'm a warrior, I am fighting through adversities. You know, if you're if you're a warrior that has no adversities then you're no warrior at all because, you know, at the end of the day, anybody can be happy during happy life and during happy times. Anybody can, can be the best of themselves if everything is going their way. But being a warrior means that you're maintaining that fighting spirit you're pushing through, you're moving forward, regardless of how many hits you take in life, regardless of of what's happening around you, regardless of how hard things can get, you're still staying the course and you're going by what you believe in. Any times that you give up on yourself or you feel like, oh my God, it's too hard, I can't take the hits, I know I, I need to go back and, and really do internal work and say, are you gonna be consistent with who you believe you are? Are you gonna be the warrior? Are you gonna be the best version of yourself? Are you going to go and fight back and, and stay the course no matter how things might transpire around you? And that to me is, is really the idea of a warrior. The warrior is someone that if I'm embodying it right, I am marching forward when all hell is breaking loose, when oceans are swallowing you know, the earth around you, you are still marching through with a vengeance, with absolute certainty. Um, doesn't mean that you're not going to struggle you're going to struggle a ton. doesn't mean you're going to take the hits. You're going to get hit a ton, but you got to stay true to what you believe in and you're going to move forward. And it's really about fighting through advers- adversities, big and small, and, and fighting through difficulties in life towards something greater. And I got to admit, I'm not a warrior every day, but I, want to, I aspire to be a warrior every day by going through the things that I tell myself that I need to do, uh, following through with my workouts, working on my business, putting great content out there and helping people be the best versions of themselves too. But I'm not perfect, you know, and that's also part of being a warrior because you realize that warrior also have some down times and sad times and got hit hard and stayed in bed uh, for a day or two, but you got to to get back up. So it's really this, to me, it's fighting through adversities no matter what.
0: Yes. Uh, you, you said it very well. And you talk about consistency. I think that is so key you may stumble, you may fall down, but what matters is that you continue and you persevere. Like that is, it is definitely part of my own definition of warrior. It's like always staying with the fight, continuing and never giving up.
1: And you're actually embodying another part of warrior that fascinates me, I think sometimes, which is you are fighting so hard for everything you do and you always put the mission first, if you will. You're fighting for that optimal results. And not optimal here as in is imperfect, in but you're always striving for pushing the limits when you're fighting for something, whether it's at workplace or what you do with yourself, you're always want that absolute level of quality. And to me that, that is really admirable because you're fighting for pushing your limits and getting better and better. And sometimes you're even, you know, expecting other people to do so. And you know, maybe that's optimal, maybe not, but um, (laughs) that really, that really impresses me about you that you're fighting for more.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate it. I do say that I do have a high high standards of excellence. And, and I think I can probably thank to one of the organization I was part of years ago when I was studying college. One of the values of that organization was striving for excellence. And there was something that was very much embedded in the organization. And most of us really embodied it very strongly. So Yeah, I think that that is part of me or even just the kind of European spirit within me where we say we love quality, right? We (laughs) like to do things well. But to me is that if I know that I'm doing a mediocre job, I cannot be happy with myself. And that's why I know I need to put my best foot forward. And it's like, I am not doing myself or I'm doing myself a disservice if I'm not giving it my best. And so that's maybe how I approach that. And I thank you for it for the compliment.
1: It's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you. So Mo, if if other people want to reach out to you, where can they find you?
1: You can come and follow me on motamras.com. I read all the emails and you can sign up for the newsletter. I send a lot of great um info and tips to people um all the time on on the newsletter, but you know, feel free just send me an email through the form there. You can also follow me on, on Facebook uh, under the same page, Mo Tamres, and reach out. And I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to help you in any way I can.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This was phenomenal. Definitely gave me a lot of new ideas. And um, I thank you for your time.
1: Thank you for having me. And thank you for uh, being here and, and being the, the power couple that we usually are. And, and you know, I really enjoyed this as much as you did too.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, for all of you listening, thank you so much for dialing in and let's get ready for a great 2021. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you for spending some time with me and most of all, for investing time in yourself. If you found value in this podcast, share it with your friends and family and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to our episodes. This will greatly help us spread the word and help others find it more easily. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Danny Timras. Shoot me a note and let me know what you thought of today's conversation. I always welcome any feedback or questions. Remember, now that you're here, you're part of a tribe. In this tribe, we care for each other. We lift each other up as well as share the raw, honest, unpolished truth that we often need to hear. So before you go, think about the next best action you can take to get you on your path to success. Don't wait for tomorrow. Make a commitment and do it now. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week. Until then, have a great day.